Hi, my name is Mika, and I'm your host of this new podcast called Koi. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. I am a Filipino-American, and I grew up in Yonkers, New York. I realized that I didn't have a lot of Filipino-Americans or Asians to look up to or lean on as I grew up. As a result, I lost a lot of my Filipino culture and history along the way. Join me as I connect with other Filipino-Americans and learn more about our community and rediscover my heritage. Now, what is hoy? If you're a Filipino or if you know a Filipino, this is a way to get our attention. In New York, we say your Filipinos say, oi. I thought as my first episode, I should start from my roots. I interviewed my family earlier and let them tell their story. I'll be here to fill in some gaps, give a little more detail that I've learned about Filipino history and culture, and sometimes translate. I have very special guests. I actually have my family with me. I have my mom, my dad, and my sister. And I thought, why not start this podcast with the people that are closest to me and the people that basically brought me to New York. So <laughs> I'd like to introduce, hello, mom. Hello. Dad. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start off pretty simple. You guys obviously came from the Philippines, right? Yes. So to be more specific, my parents are from a province called Pampanga. There are 81 provinces currently. The provinces are grouped into 17 regions based on geographical, cultural, and ethnological characteristics. But let's focus on Pampanga. The capital is the city of San Fernando. La Pampanga was the name given by the Spaniards in 1571. During the Spanish regime, Manila depended on Kapampangan agriculture, fishery, and forestry products, as well as their skilled workers. The province is also home to two Philippine Air Force bases and the former United States Clark Air Base in Angeles City. As of 2015, the province has 2.1 million inhabitants. Can you just tell me why you decided to come to America? Well, it was my dream since I was young to see America. And then when I grow up, I realized I will have a better opportunity in America. And that's why. I'm here, and I was right. Okay, Dad? Mm -hmm. As my wife said that we have a good opportunity here in America, I went, when I was young, I also dreamed to be an American, to, co to come to America, because I know there's a better opportunity down there. So I came over. Why did you guys choose Yonkers? Out of everywhere that you could have been, America is huge. Why did you pick Yonkers? I know somebody, my neighbor, that I thought she was my aunt. And I, we, sent them, we sent them a letter <laughs> if we can stay with them. And she said, and her sister said that we can. So here we are again. Oh, I came in Yonkers because I have a sister down here. And she's the one who told me to come. So... That's why I'm in Yonkers. So I wanted to know how large the Filipino or Asian community 
was when my parents arrived in New York, but I could not find census data for 1970 in Yonkers. But in 1960, there were only 2,744 Filipinos in New York City. So there were probably only a few families in Yonkers by then. Why did you even choose America? Like, even New York, like, okay, Yonkers, I get it. Your family is out here. However, like, why wouldn't you pick going to, you know, Australia Australia or, yeah, Europe or anything like that? Why did you choose America? In the Philippines, there are people that travel to other parts of the world to get better jobs. The biggest countries that Filipinos move to are America, Saudi Arabia, and Canada. Filipinos face a lot of issues being an overseas Filipino worker or OFW. In Saudi Arabia, a lot of the women are victims of sexual abuse, maltreatment, unpaid salaries, and other labor malpractices. Yet Filipinos are still willing to risk it for quote-unquote better opportunities. Because everybody said that America is the best and is the leader in the world and more opportunities are in America and also because we already know how to speak English so it is easier for us to be in America than in other countries that we don't know their languages. In the Philippines, English is an official language and is taught in schools. My mom went to school and graduated college. My father, however, didn't finish high school. He was working on the farm and taking care of his family, which is why you might notice he doesn't say as much. My mom is now a controller, and my dad is a retired cook. My mom wanted an office job when she arrived in America, and my dad went for a blue-collar job. Both of you guys weren't actually married when you came to America, so that's why I'm, you guys met here, which is kind of amazing. Um, how, is, how, is that, like, how did that happen? I know my wife in the Philippines, but I don't really, you know, uh, pay attention at her because <laughs> I don't know that uh, when I come, when I came here in America, that I I met I met them I met her over here. So the end that I thought was my end was not my real end. <laughs> See, in the Philippines, we call all our neighbors aunt, if they are older than us, or grandmother or grandparents. But when I was young, I never asked. So I thought they are really my blood relatives. And when I asked them to come, to come and see them and stay with them, there is no problem. So I thought they are really my aunt. So when I came here, I found out that they are not my aunt, and that's when I met my husband, because my husband was the nephew of my aunt, that I thought was my aunt. <laughs> that was... answered a straight question, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it the correct one? No, that's perfect. Well, that's <coughs> the correct one? I mean, just to summarize, the person that helped my mom come to America, who she thought was her aunt, was actually not related to her at all. And when she came to America, she realized they weren't related. And that aunt, so-called aunt, happened to introduce my mom to her nephew. And that's how they started dating. Ah, Okay, so that makes more sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
I swear, there's no incest between my parents. But in Filipino culture, we don't have second cousin twice removed or anything like that. Everyone is either your aunt, uncle, cousin, or grandparent. So growing up, I thought all Filipinos were related. Coming to America, did you guys find it difficult to be part of the American culture? Uh, I really did not. The only hard time or oh, hard time that I had was when we were looking for a job because I came here with a friend who is a cousin of my husband that I did not know then that they were related to. So, and she was the niece of the aunt that I thought, she's my aunt. It is very hard to get a job because every time we go, they keep telling us that they need, we need local experience. So I told them, how can I have a local experience? I just came from the Philippines. And that's the hardest part. What kind of jobs were you applying for? We're applying for an office job because we don't, we were teachers in the Philippines when we came here and we don't want to teach anymore. So we wanted to have an office job. And everybody said that we were not qualified because we don't ha have a local experience and nobody wants to give us that experience. I'm having problem with the, when I came here in America is the, I don't really understand English yet because we don't speak that in the Philippines, but I know what when they say something, I understand, but I can talk. Okay, properly. so you can't, you couldn't respond. I can, okay. I can respond, but I can talk properly. It, it's, it's, it's a broken, broken English. English. Broken yeah, English. Broken okay, English. which makes sense. It's I'm still though. <laughs> it still <laughs> seems still to be a problem. So, <laughs> did that make it hard for you to find a job? Not really, because uh, I'm not. I'm just looking for uh, any job. Any job, factory, anything that can uh, that I can survive. Okay, that's all I did. So you were just looking to survive. Mom yeah. was looking for more of an office yeah. type of job. Mm -hmm. You think Americans wanted the Carvel jobs or anything mm -hmm. or the factory jobs. I don't think so because um, I feel so bad for the non-immigrants now because they are having a hard time. Non-immigrants non or immigrants? You mean non-citizen? Non-citizen. Okay, so immigrants. <laughs> and also those they are non-immigrants, the Mexican. Mexican. They Mexican, just crossed the border. Uh, they you mean illegal, illegal, illegal immigrants. Illegal yeah, immigrants. Yeah. Illegal immigrants because they are giving them a hard time now, and we didn't feel that when I came here. Do you feel like there was any type of like racism because you didn't have any local experience or because your English wasn't the best? See, when I came here, we don't have racism in the Philippines, so I really don't know that America had that, so I really don't know the difference. The only thing I feel is because I don't have a local uh, experience, that's why we weren't hired. When my mom speaks about not having racism in the Philippines, she's referring to her own personal experience with it. 
Racism might be less common in the Philippines, but there is still discrimination. Muslims face a lot of discrimination since the Philippines is mostly known as a Catholic country. It doesn't believe in divorce or abortion or birth control. Muslims are looked at as a radical population. There is racism against people who are indigenous to the Philippine islands and people who have darker skin. They are looked at as poor, uneducated, and ugly. The lighter, the better. And if you look at Filipino TV today, you'll see who is getting the most popularity. The almost white mestizos. Half white and Filipino. Classism is also rampant in the Philippines. So finally, we got a job. My friend and I got a job in an ice cream factory. (laughs) Carvel, right? Carvel. It's a franchise uh, ice cream maker. And yes, and... That's where we got our first job, <coughs> and uh, we are very grateful for that. And that is our sp- stepping stone. From there, we got what we like, and here we are. I'm still working in the office. But she didn't but, actually have t- um, work experience in an office. She was a teacher, so even then, yes, an office would still look at you and yes. say, "Oh, you don't really have office experience," you know. That's true, but I, I mean, mean... it's harder, though, for oh, yeah. coming from a foreign country, mm-hmm. I would think. Even nurses, teachers, mm-hmm. all the, the accredited things that you need have to be done in America, so it is hard. Even though my sister does bring up the fact that my mom didn't have transferable skills, it still was a big blow to my mom to go from a teacher to an ice cream vendor. She went against her family for her dream. She gave up her comfortable life in the Philippines to make it in the U.S. She was focused and had to start from the bottom. Being a teacher is, is a good job, and then you go and you're selling ice cream, right. you know, going to a different country. Was that, did that make you feel any sort of way? Yes, because I felt so sad because when I was in the Philippines, I was a teacher, and then when I came to America, I sell ice cream. But I couldn't tell my parents because my parents did not want me to come to America. It was my desire, my love to go to America. So I sacrificed. I kept it a secret. I, in fact, this is the first time that I tell everyone that it hurts. <laughs> and it hurt. You can hear it in her voice. And it makes my heart hurt too. She did something that I cannot see myself doing And I am so proud of both my parents and what they did to survive and make a better life for me and my sister. I can only wish that I would have half the determination to do that for my future family. I know you just said that it was hard for you to tell your parents. So did you ever feel like you needed to come back to the Philippines? Did you ever at one point consider, I just, I couldn't do it? No because I want to show my parents that I was right because I told my parents I will have better opportunity in America. So if I will go back, then I was a failure and I don't want my parents to say that to me. So I prove it to them and I'm still here in America. I got married and I got two beautiful daughters and now I got a grandson. So thank you, America. I love you. That sounds a great. Okay. Really, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really uh, amusing uh, thought. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was only the few months that we were here in America that we had that hardship. And thank God we had my aunt who gave us the roof on our head that we didn't really worry with whether we have a job or not because they will support us. So thank you for them. Without them, we will not be here either. So they you mean are your aunt my not really your yeah aunt. my aunt that is not really my aunt <laughs> but, your friend's aunt. <laughs> but it's my friends and and my husband's aunt you guys were living with your friends or you were my aunt you were just living with your, <laughs> my aunt and my friend that is her niece i live with my sister with the husband so and a son and a son so i don't have any trouble for that but the only thing I don't want when I came, first came over here, I was really, I feel that I was discriminated because I'm an, another, uh, you know, I'm not an American. Especially when it comes to job, they give all the, the work for you and I have to do it because I got no choice. So you're taking so jobs. taking jobs even though I don't. That they don't like. That they, uh, even though I don't so like. So they take it. advantage, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's okay. what I feel that they take advantage on me. So you were doing jobs like, what were you doing? I'm working on a factory when I was. The first job I had is the it's a cosmetic, cosmetic factory. company. Oh, mm, okay. So, so shipping department. Ship, I work in the shipping department. In the department. And you guys basically did the. The booty jobs. The booty jobs. <laughs> the booty right. jo the jobs yeah. you don't, you yeah. nobody else wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. We didn't right. have that experience. Mm. We were, uh, I was lucky that my our boss in Carvel was really nice and she loves us. So she helped. She she treated well. us very well, and she's very fair. So that is we are very lucky for that. My parents came to the U.S. legally. I only know my mother's process. After school, her and her best friend attended an open enrollment to apply for visas to the U.S. My dad was probably petitioned by his sister or aunt to come here. When you petition someone, there is a lot of paperwork to fill out and a lot of time to wait through. But you guys didn't come over illegally. No. Actually. No, but, but it's the racist. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very Prevalent. Prevalent now. You can feel it. When when we first came here in in the seventies, I didn't even know that there is racist in I mean, the in here. You probably experienced it and didn't even realize. Yeah, it I didn't even realize because I really don't know it because we didn't have it in the you Philippines. Feel it because I don't know. You feel yeah, it. Yeah, I, I feel it because I feel it because you know when you are not an American, they think uh, you know you look. That uh, you're not belonging in America. That's why. That's what I feel. But has anyone ever said that to you? Uh, sometimes they told, "Why don't you go back to your own to your country?" They said something. Uh, oh yeah, somebody told me that once, but I don't pay attention really because I'm here already. So I said, "I'll just stay here and then do my best." That's all. My father worked in South Yonkers. At the time, South Yonkers was a tough neighborhood, especially for a quiet man like my father, who doesn't talk much. I know he felt he had to drive around with a weapon in his car. One time, 
He told me about how he was parking his car and a black man got mad at him and told him, go back to China, you fucking chink. My dad turned around and said, I am in my country. Did you ever feel like you wanted to go back to the Philippines? Oh, yes. (laughs) On my first year of, uh, when I came over here, I just told myself, oh my God, I don't think I can stay longer because... You know, the job, you know, and the pressure, you know, the people, you know. And then uh, after uh, a year, I said, uh, I'm going back. I just want to save some money for my for my airport to the Philippines, to the airplane. And then uh, it's the good thing I, I, I met, uh, yeah, I say, and I met my beautiful uh, <laughs> up. <laughs> Your other, your other half. <laughs> My other half, and, uh, and that's good. And I feel good. Until now, I'm still... Uh, I want to stay one. I still want to stay over here, but... Sometimes, you sometimes want I want to go back to the Philippines. Because I'm retired. I'm retired already, so <laughs> maybe someday I'll go back. Did you feel the same way as mom did? Did you feel like Apue or Apuai would have felt some sort of... I mean, they were here, so... <laughs> Actually, they were actually here, so it was a little different, right? So you had Apu is the Kapampanga name for grandfather or grandmother, which is different from Tagalog. In Tagalog, Lolo is grandfather and Lola is grandmother. This is what my nephew calls my parents. But in Kapampangan, Apu is used for both grandparents. The last letter we say is based on a syllable of their first name. So I called my grandfather Apuai for Antonino or Inong, and my grandmother Apue for Tomasa, a song for short. Um, that made sense until just now, so bear with me. When did Apue and Apuai come here? When when, uh, when Sheriff was four years old. Yeah, um, when you are uh, you're not even born. Yes. You're not born. You're still playing away in the someplace. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you think it was easier for you to um, stay in New York because you had so much family here? Oh yeah, but now yes, I really feel it that way now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Family is everything in Filipino culture. So having a community here in the U.S. is just as important. While I was growing up, we would go to the Westchester Filipino American Society. All the Filipinos in Westchester County would come together at the Polish Community Club and have fun. Do you feel like there was a difference between American culture versus like Filipino culture? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the culture is culture. Is, they are all the same to me. No, with the way people treat each other. Oh, the in, the, in the Philippines, we have the family ties. We have close family relationships. So even though, as I told you, I thought my neighbor was my real aunt, we call everybody our aunt, our grandparents, so we really don't know which one is real or which one is not. And then we also treat our relatives, whether they are very far relatives already. In here, second cousin is not a relative anymore. So that's the difference. We like everybody to be our relatives. And we love our relatives. And we want our family to stay together. So family, so your biggest 
the difference between American culture and Filipino culture, you would say, is just having the family, the the family values. Okay. I mean, and going back to that, like, did you guys feel like it was hard making friends out here because it was a little, you know, you were closely tied to your family? I don't think so, because when I first came here, as I said, I got my first job in Carvel. And the first friend that I met was a German lady, a baker in that um, store. So she became my friend, and she was my first American friend, and she was my f- she was my friend till she died. So it wasn't hard making American friends no. at all. No, and then also our neighbors. When my daughter was two years old. Uh, an Italian um, family moved next to us and they became our neighbors and they became the grandparents of my children because at that time our parents were still in the Philippines. So they grew up knowing that they are their grandparents. And also Sheryl, my first daughter, we were uh, living in the apartment and then uh, we met some nice couple down there too. Uh, black people, and they are the one who babysit uh, Michelle. Sheryl. Sheryl. Ah, Sheryl. <laughs> I to say Sheryl, and they're very good and they nice people. Sheryl. They love Sheryl. So do you think it was hard raising a family in America? Uh, I don't think so. The only hard part is if you don't have a babysitter and you are both working. That is the hard part. But we were lucky, as my husband said, when... My eldest daughter was young. My neighbor became our babysitter and they loved her and they treated her as their grandchild. Did you ever have like issues with like the schools or, you know, teachers or other parents that felt any type of way because you were Filipino? As I told you, I really don't feel that. The teachers were nice. The parents were nice, and the kids were nice to us. To me, I don't know to Cheryl. Cheryl did not say anything to me. (laughs) At the time, my mom didn't believe that there was racism in America, so she didn't think that American kids would be racist against us. She didn't even consider that they were being mean. She believed that my sister and I were really sensitive. She still might believe that. Well, in my class, my cousin and I uh, were the only Asians. Uh, Most of the population was Irish and Italian. In my class, though, they were cool because we grew up with them. So I don't think they saw the color. It was the people in the other grades because, you know, they were the ones that gave us trouble, like made fun of us. But wherever you go, whether you're white, black, red, blue... You're gonna get you will be bullied, and it's true whether you are in high school, in grade school, in college. So it's everywhere. In fact, that is the problem of the school now, bullying, bullying. There are a lot of suicide because of that. I believe growing up in a Filipino family, we don't talk about our feelings if they're negative. We like to only support good feelings. Or maybe it's just my family. I'm not sure. But I know we didn't talk much about racism. We accepted it. Cheryl, did you feel like any type of racism when you were growing up, going to school? Uh, 
like I said, like we maybe made fun of the typical Asian jokes, Chinese, Japanese, all mixed up. Do you know karate? That kind of thing. You know, it wasn't too obnoxious, but it was still annoying. And I always and I always felt like I wanted to be white. So my life, I wouldn't stand out as much because I don't think anyone else was being picked on for that reason. And I didn't look like anyone else on TV or around me. So I felt that way for a while. I wanted to be white when I was a child too. I did the whole baby powder to my face to make myself white so I wouldn't be different. Because when you're a child, being different isn't cool or accepted. I could relate. <laughs> I had the same thing. That, stop, that feeling. Of being proud to be Asian? Mm-hmm. Maybe college. I think college where it was more diverse. Well, my high school was kind of diverse, but I saw a lot of separation between the races races like different races would hang out with each other and in high school and school, Jen and I would kind of blend in with all groups like we didn't fit in anywhere specific Filipino there wasn't a big Filipino population it was exchange students from Korea black and Hispanics and the whites pretty much and we kind of float around that whole kind of group and then in college it felt more like diverse or that people were just it wasn't an issue like race wasn't it didn't seem to be that much of an issue I mean they had their black student union and Asian American group and and there wasn't a lot of Asians in my college either so I don't know I was just I don't know I don't even know but I just knew I was fine with it in college I didn't care as much anymore I was like kind of proud that I I was different instead of being wanting to be the same as everyone else did you ever feel like you wanted to learn more about filipino culture yeah that too that happened in college as well just because there was an asian student union and they were putting on ethnic dinners and like shows and things like that and i'm like well why have i been denying the asian in me like, I should be learning more about it and appreciating it more. And so Did you join it? I was, I was in it, but yeah. Like I still it? didn't feel like I fit in, though, because I was Filipino and most of the Asians there were um, Chinese. And Korean. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have a cousin that went to school with me, but I did have a best friend that I met in fourth grade who was Filipino. And I was like, oh, but one of the biggest things or one of the things that separated us was speaking Tagalog. Like, she spoke Tagalog fluently, and I had no idea. Um, was there a reason why you never taught me and Cheryl yes. Tagalog? Yes. First of all, we came from the province, Pampanga. The Philippines has a lot of dialect. Its provinces have their own dialect. But we have the Filipino language that everybody's use. So... If you are not from that province, you cannot speak their dialect. So you have to use our national language. So when the two girls were born, we decided not to teach them our dialect because they can only speak to the Filipinos who were from our province. So if they are not from our province, they will not understand them. And I didn't teach them our language because I'm not an expert when I when I speak in our 
Tagalog. In Tagalog, it's a mixed up of Tagalog and our dialect. And everybody was making fun of me. So I said, I don't like my kids to be like that, in that position. I don't like them to put them in that position. So I didn't teach them the language. How about you, Dad? Yeah, I can speak Tagalog too, but... In the Philippines, there are anywhere from 120 to 180 languages and dialects spoken. Every province in the Philippines has their own language. As I mentioned earlier, Tagalog and English are the only official languages. There are eight major dialects, including Tagalog and my parents' Kapampangan. Kapampangan comes from the province of Pampanga, where both sides of my family are from. Pampanga has a very rich history, which you will learn about in a future episode. For now, just know that our culinary work is renowned in the Philippines. I always thought that you guys didn't want us to learn Tagalog because we had no one else to speak yes. Tagalog to. Yes. Well, the, the problem would be if they taught us Tagalog, we'd have no idea what they were ta- our family oh, was talking probably, about. Yeah. We'd yeah. have no clue because no one would be speaking it. Yeah. Or we would just speak, or we could try to speak all of it, and then we would have understood. Okay. We'd be very mixed up. That was a confu- it would be confusing. Yeah, See, our family never speak Tagalog at home. We always speak in Kapampangan, even right now. So for us, it's useless. I mean, I'm sorry, it's not useless. It's not practical for us to teach them the, the Tagalog language because we don't use it at home. And also, as I said, I'm not fluent in Tagalog. I mix it with our dialect, so they will get confused. Because we were being raised in America, did you feel like you needed to or wanted to teach us about Filipino history at all? They never ask. So Who's they? You guys. <laughs> the girls never ask us about the Philippines, about the history. So I never bother. Did you feel some sort of way that we, you know, as your children wanted, you know, Cheryl wanted to be white, I wanted to be white. Like, did that make you feel some sort of way? They didn't tell me that they want to be white, so I didn't even know that. I I know I did because I put powder on my face and you asked me one time, why did you put powder on your face? And I said, I wanted to be white. And you were like, I don't understand. You never felt you know, because we were learning about, you know, American culture, our friends were all American, that we were going to lose what you guys have been brought up. I don't think so. That's why I want you to come with us when we go to the Philippines. Then you will experience the real Filipino way of living. So your way of teaching us was bringing us to the Philippines. Yeah. Yes, because actual is better than words, reading. <laughs> Talking to you guys. <laughs> Dad's ending the. Dad's ending this. I think he's over it. Do you want to learn the Filipino history? Then Google it or go to the library. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I do want to learn about it, which is why I'm making this podcast okay. and why I'm learning a little bit more about yeah. the Filipino culture and Filipino life mm. through the eyes of other Filipino Americans. In fact, I had the book. And I show it to Cheryl when she was young. I don't know if she remember. I said, I have the book about Marcos. That was our president at that time. And she said, eh, she's not interested. So there goes my Filipino history. My parents love the U.S. and appreciate everything that it's done for them. 
I know that life here is much better than in the Philippines, and I'm grateful that my sister and I grew up here. Racism wasn't something my parents would ever dwell on or want to remember because those are negative feelings towards America. They gave up everything to be part of this country, so I understand their gratitude and loyalty. I have accepted that my parents do not recognize the racism I experienced as a child, but I do wish they would understand how I felt. I have also had to accept the gap between my parents and my sister and me. They didn't grow up here, but my sister and I did. Unfortunately, my experience with racism was a little worse than my sister's. Maybe I was more aware of it or maybe willing to confront it. I'm not sure yet, but I will find out. In America, if you have the talent, the education, and the experience, or even without the experience, you will get a job. If you're persistent and if you keep looking, you'll find a job. And that's what I keep telling people. When they are looking for a job, just keep looking. Keep looking and you'll find it. In the Philippines, it is very hard. Very, very hard. You like to work, but there is no job. And that's the difference too. Try a lot of Filipinos now are going abroad. They are all over the countries, not only in America, all over the countries because there is no job in the Philippines. Do you believe you, you live the American dream? I think so. Uh, as I told them, all my dreams when I was young came true. And I fulfill my dreams and now I'm very happy that where we are now, and thank God for America, and thank you, America, again. <laughs> yeah, I uh, feel good, though, because I belong here in America, and uh, I bec we became successful, not really successful, but we gave us we accomplish what we are trying to do in the family. That's why I like it to be here, too. What were your dreams for us growing like for yeah what were your dreams for us well to give you an education that nobody can take away from you and and for you to have a better life better than us and that you will be successful and happy in your life That's right. okay. same thing same thing all same right thing <laughs> <laughs> all right this has been the first episode of koi and it is far from the last. I want to better understand the Filipino experience in America, from the newly migrated to the first and second generations born here. I hope you join me in this journey and discussion. Until next time, bye bye And thank God for America. And thank you, America.